people will go, walk into brunch at Chugs and be like, yeah, I just left space. What? How old are you? What do you mean? How do you have energy for that? Like, what? I don't understand. It's like, yeah, you know, we got there at like one in the morning. We just, we just left. What? <laughs> you just left? <laughs> F- fuck. I thought I didn't sleep a lot, but like, what, what are you going to do now? It's like, oh, yeah, just gonna keep it going. Just, what? Incorrect. Yeah, I'm going to go keep it going right the fuck to bed. <laughs> Chef Michael Beltran was just singing A Whole New World. For those of you who are Disney fans, you've been robbed by me and my technical incompetence here. Yep. Of some really great music, uh, but, you know, shitty playlist notwithstanding. Today we're doing a totally half-assed podcast because Nick is incredibly hungover, right? Yes. Uh, for two former punk pon- pon- podcast Hall of Famers, Dave Arvello and Louis Estrada, were at his house just causing havoc, lighting Christmas trees on fire. No, there were no Christmas trees lit. Wow. Uh, the, That's the, a fucking I, shame. The idea had been to light Christmas trees, uh, but what ended up happening, because it was wet outside, because it had rained, it was raining on and off a lot, um, we just stayed inside. We stayed inside. I popped outside to cook people food. I made uh, a bunch of things on the barrel. This is the barrel edition of this uh, podcast, isn't it? L- last night was the last night the barrel lived in my house. Wow. Um, what a shame. I don't know what I'm going to do to get my hands on that thing again. Short of buying it, uh, well, which I might do, I might yeah. do. But if you use uh, if you use like a discount code that we're we're supposed to provide for people, uh, don't they get a discount? That's right, Pangong Ten, ladies and gentlemen, Pangong ten. ten. You get a hundred dollars off. Imagine a hundred. I don't think that there's any reason in the world that someone's doing a discount on this podcast. It's a hundred dollar discount on something, but you know what? It's happening and it's real. It is. Um, there are also other things happening around here. Wow. We. Uh, are suddenly equipped with all sorts of things that I I don't know how to use. I'm fiddling with these things for no... I'm not sure I'm doing anything. (laughs) You're probably not doing a fucking thing. You know what it is? Because I'm not sure... Now that I'm doing this, I'm not 100% sure which of these is you and... Hold on. Yeah. That was you. Yeah, that was you. Look at that. Yeah. This is... (laughs) This is the episode of Pancom Podcast we learn. We learn together. Because Nick is not prepared. Yeah, so I, I want to offer a little uh, shout out to uh, my friend Raul, mm-hmm. Raul. Uh, who had a podcast in the uh, uh, in early eighties, in the early eighties, and right. ended it and gifted us a bunch of stuff. It's incredible. So we got a little upgrade here. We have like a legit looking thing. This is weird, and it's incredible. Right as I put in my letter of resignation, that apparently still has not been received no, by Nick. It hasn't because the light's uh, still there. The light is still there. Uh, we get all this new equipment. I can't wait for the new host. Whoever takes over the show is going to have all these these nice toys. <laughs> Congratulations to whoever that is. Send your resumes to info <laughs> at datemag.com. I would actually love that. Can we actually get a bunch of resumes and then we could just like, we could uh, interview people on the podcast? Do we want to interview people for the kind of unpaid internship Nick Sias was treating like a human rights violation <laughs> on his interview? Nick lives on the West Coast, man. It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> no, he, that's, he and I talked a lot about that when we were at the bar uh, before the podcast. You're listening to Pancom Podcast. Things are happening around here. Mm-hmm. My name is Nick Jimenez. I am here with our host, 8th grade basketball MVP mm-hmm. and off-duty chef. Yeah, yeah. It's my day off. Michael Beltran. We're here. We're still Today cooking. Today is your day off, and I still managed to get you in front of some fire and food. Yeah, it's okay. You know, it is what it is. Um <coughs> And that's for the barrel. So today, this is the first day that you're fucking with the barrel. The barrel, of course, is a sponsor of Pancom Podcast. Mm-hmm. So far, very early yeah. first impressions. Things are looking good. Yeah. Things are looking good. It's a very interesting piece of cooking equipment, but I think it's pretty versatile. What's in there? Right now, we have a whole green circle chicken that was brined for 36 hours, and it's been hung for three days. And then I just took some local zucchini and eggplant and just olive oil, salt, and pepper and put it on the top. It looks delicious so far. Good stuff. Yeah. So uh, at some point, there will be an updated ad where we talk about it in more detail. Right. But the barrel, shameless plug, promo code PANKONG10 for $100 off. Yep. Barrelthebbq.com. Yep. Um, football playoffs have begun. Have they? Yeah. Oh, man. I hear that... Uh, Tom Brady's got a, a, a bloody lip right now. Yeah. That's just what I saw on social media. That's what you saw on social yeah, media? The old, the old social media thing. So... Rather than pretend that that you know this is the place that people go for all of their sports, football prognostications, sports news, yeah. But 
we have talked Dolphins before, and of course right. they're not in the picture. No, shocker. And then there's the Brian Flores situation. Right. I still don't understand what's happening. So you tell know, me, I tell think, me what your I'm thoughts just gonna, are. I'm just going to put it very simply. Like I am a Dolphins fan through and through, just like I'm a Canes fan through and through. And like, I think the Canes did some really good stuff here in the off season by hiring Mario Cristobal, which is uh, another Columbus alumni, yeah. uh, and bringing in Alex Maribal, another Columbus alumni also that did great work in Oregon. Um, I just don't really know what the fuck the Dolphins are doing. <laughs> just and I'm like, so it's crazy. I was so excited for this year. I thought that they were actually not not gonna suck. And then um, I bought season tickets for like the company, so we could just take like you know employees, like hey, you know, like just have a good time on a Sunday. I went to the first game. I never went back. I never. I never went. actually the first game. I left in the third quarter. I was so demoralized, and I was talking to um. This a guy that we tried to have him on the podcast several times, Omar Kelly, about mm-hmm. this, and he was like, "Man, you did the wrong move, and you got season tickets because that means you like believed, and now they really let you down." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, you're right, man. They <laughs> fucking let me down." So um, I don't really know, man. It, it's crazy. It's like they got rid of everyone except for Chris Greer, and he's the only one that's been there that long. And he's that you know we've sucked for that long. So there seems to be one common denominator. Right. So I, I don't really know. I, I'm just at this point now. I'm just kind of like I feel like I'm, I'm battered and bruised. I'm just like, hey, whatever the fuck you guys want to do, that's cool. I'm not going to buy any tickets anymore, though. I'm going to sit on my couch and I'm going to fucking watch it. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. You're still going to be disappointed. For sure. You've watched the game with me. Oh, yeah. I'm that was an experience. Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm a train wreck. This is why I watch games yeah. alone in my house and sometimes with no sound on because I can't, I can't do it. And it's not just the Dolphins for you. Because I've been here in a, a close Miami Heat playoff Oh, no, game. but basketball is different. Basketball is different because it's like, man, you know, you could be up by 20 points and then down by eight in like three minutes. No, what I mean was it was close, and I remember you leaving yeah, the yeah. area in the last, like, Anxiety. 90 seconds of the game. Uh-huh. Just call me. You let just, me know what happens. That's crazy to me. I know. Well, yesterday at the end of the fight, uh, the gone fight, like yeah. when there's like 30 seconds left, I just left. Really? Yeah, I just fucking left. God. Because the, no one was going to knock each other out. It was going to go to decision anyway, so I could just find out later. But it, so it wasn't. A, was it boredom related or anxiety related? No, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, because I wanted Gon to win, so yeah. you know, I was kind of like, this guy's not going to fucking win. I'm fucking out of here. Fuck yeah. this. I just, I don't know. It's just there's something about anxiety in sports with me. It's pretty bad. No, no, I, I get it. And you and you watched the Patriots game with me at my house, and you watched another game with me at my house, right? Did I? I think it was two. The one that we, we, we were losing, we were winning, and then we were losing, and yes. then we tried to come back, and then we lost. Yeah, I forget who they were playing. And then I just turned off everything. I turned off all the all all electronics. Yeah, I, I, forget, I forget who the other team was. The Raiders. That's what it was. Yeah, yes. the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah. Yeah, it was fucking terrible. I don't know. and It's it's interesting being a sports fan, right? Because it's like it's like grown-up uh, novelas, right? It's like right. our... It's like our um, it's this dramatic thing that we follow and for no fucking reason because it does not affect our life at all whatsoever. Right. You know? All you do is you spend more money and emotional energy on something that you shouldn't. Right. That's where I'm at. This episode of Pancom Podcast is brought to you by The Barrel. This is the barbecue grill that if you're watching this in video form is in front of us. We're here with uh, Chef Danny Boza. Danny, tell us a little bit about what the genesis of this thing was. Where does the barrel come from? You know, I, I, I was a chef. Oh, I was a, you know, working for a civil engineering firm before that. And I really hated everything that I was doing at the time. So I've always had a passion for cooking. And then, you know, I, I decided one day to move to New York and everything took off from New York, Chicago, Hong Kong, LA, you know, Colorado, and then to Hawaii and then back to Miami. And then I opened up my own spot in uh, Coral Gables, got sold the restaurant, and moved on to the next bigger, bigger, better thing. Obviously, COVID hit, so we had our own passion project. It started because a, a, a friend, was now a, bit, a business partner, Diego Londonio, approached me to do a menu for his coffee shop. And I said, you know, let's go to Colombia. I got to see the tree. I got to, you know, feel it out, get a little inspiration. So I went out there, and then... Uh, you know, I tried some of the food when I got there and I was blown away by the flavor. I found out they were actually cooking with the actual coffee tree. And then I saw their South American style roaster and it was just really dinged up, beat up oil drum. Yeah. And I said, you know what? I can make something that's really cool. So myself and Diego put our heads together and, you know, it, it's a home run in my opinion. It's very sleek, very beautiful to look at. 
Um, it's very, very cool. It's a conversation starter. People see that in your yeah. yard and they want to talk about it. Yeah, definitely people see it. And again, we're not trying to take over anybody's yard. We're trying to compliment, you know, make it a compliment to it. So what you would do on your regular grill for something very quick, you might want to say on a weekend, I got more time. I don't want to chill out and, you know, use the barrel and, and create some beautiful flavors out of that with our hardwood lump charcoal. Do you remember what some of the first things you did with it when you were maybe like prototyping it or you had like you had it close to final form? Yeah, actually, I'll, I'll keep it short. So one of the main things was is that our base was simply just the base. It was just a very plain base. And uh, in order to stop all the fat that was dripping and rendering, I would use sander on the side. But of course, you know, even some of the best chefs in the world make them some of the greatest mistakes. So I would drop some of the food directly on the sand and there's no getting sand off food once it hits it. So we had to think of a different system. So now we created these two half wound systems at the base in which you can add liquid and have a grate on top, which pretty much sets this apart from any other, you know, grill, roaster, smoker, which, you know, the three in one combo is not really commonly found out there. Very cool. So if people want to learn more, if people want to buy this thing, how do they get more information about the barrel? I would say go to our Instagram page, you know, at barrel the BBQ. And, you know, you can go and see our link tree there, which has our YouTube channel, our order page, our information, our specs about the barrel. And it has a bunch of fun videos and very cool things that we've cooked out of it so far. Very cool. And once you're there, if you use promo code PANCON10, that's PANCON10, P-A-N-C-O-N, because I know a lot of people have trouble with this. We don't <laughs> speak Spanish. We've been called Pumpkin Podcast, the Panko Podcast. This is P-A-N-C-O-N10 for $100 off of the barrel thanks man awesome thank you this episode of pancom podcast is also brought to you by elite impact windows elite impact windows does exactly what it sounds like they do they are purveyors of impact windows that's the kind that especially if you're in a hurricane prone sort of area you want so stuff doesn't come flying through your windows mike you have impact windows on some of your restaurants listen i heard a rumor tell me if this is true are all their products tested to go up to 185 mile per hour wind pressures? That is how their products are tested. That's all their products are tested to meet that. I don't know. I've never been out in 185 mile per hour wind. But if I were, I think I might want to wear some of these windows as like a suit. I feel safer already just thinking about if I was walking around in that kind of wind and I was wrapped around with their just windows just wrapped around me, I'd yeah. feel like a much safer person. Yeah, you should put them on your caddy. I, mm, You know, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> But I, And I also heard that they meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. They do meet all the requirements of Miami-Dade County. Fuck me. That's amazing. EliteImpactGlass.com or on Facebook, Elite Impact Windows, Instagram, Elite Impact Glass. They are proud partners with Eco Windows, CGI, and Windor. One of the things I really appreciate about them and their company is that all their products are made locally here in South Florida. And fuck me, that's amazing. Look at this. They are all made here in South Florida. Did you do your research? Man, I did not do the research. (laughs) Somebody didn't show up ready. They have competitive pricing with totally 0% financing available. I mean, I don't know. If you have credit like mine, you might not get 0% financing, but (laughs) it may be an option. It's possible that that's an option for you. 0% financing. I don't know exactly how that works. Whatever the case, if you go on the website, you ask for a quote, and you mention Bang Kong Podcast, you will get... 10% off of your installation. And I don't know if you guys have ever installed Windows before, but 10% off of window installation, that's a good fucking deal. And you know what? You got it here first on Pancom Podcast. That's right. Mention Pancom Podcast. Again, it's EliteImpactGlass.com or Elite Impact Windows on Facebook, Elite Impact Glass on Instagram. By the way, you mentioned restaurants. They do do they, Com- do, they, they do do, they do, do. <laughs> commercial properties. So whether it's for your home or your business, if do, you need a lead impact do, glass do, to put, do, uh, you know, all that do do, um, and do the things that they do do so well, yeah. uh, you wanna you wanna get in and on that. Also, this company very woke, very woke. They also offer solar power systems with backup batteries and custom generators for your home. You know why? Because they're woke. I, I don't know if that's a positive thing these days to be woke, but what? you know, but it's it's nice. I mean, sounds it, good. It sounds good to me that there's solar power involved. I'm into it. Generators, solar power, impact glass. Uh, if you go to their website, they got a video that shows off like a home that has all of that stuff going on at one time, which is pretty wild. That's pretty um, wild. A lot of panels, a lot of glass, a lot of things. Pretty soon, we are going to get our hands on a, uh, at least one pane of impact glass. I'm ready. And we're going to try to break it. I'm ready. I don't know what the procedure will be. Uh, 
but our but Mike's breath will have a blast of freshness from that banaka you just heard. I like the I like this a banaka a banaka blast at last. Fast blast banaka. I just want everybody to know, uh, and apologies to Elite Impact Glass because uh, this uh, I don't want this to sound like an ad for banaka, but. In the time that we've been sitting here to record this ad, Mike has blasted himself with Banaka like five times. Twice. Kicks I don't out. know, man. Twice. I don't know. Come on. Twice. Elite Impact Glass. Thanks to our sponsor. Thanks. Go, go get your windows from Go me. Go get go get those windows. Yeah. After 36 years of being a Dolphins fan, that's how I feel. And that's like that's the, the wild thing to me with, with you is... Like, I get it. You know, people become invested in these teams or whatever, but uh, I, I don't know that I've ever seen you watch sports and look entertained. I'm just angry. Yeah. Yeah, I just <laughs> I just look angry. I can watch other sport, like other teams, and be totally... Just not your own. Yeah, and be totally fine. Like, I'll watch the game tonight at 6, and, I'll, you know, I'll be entertained because I love football, but, like, our, our, our teams... And what's crazy is I'm a Dolphin fan at first, but I have, in my lifetime, I have gotten... So much more out of the Miami Heat, so much more out of the the now yeah. Miami Marlins. So I mean, I guess even much more than from the Florida Panthers, because they went to a Stanley Cup at least when I was a kid. Yeah, and they're fucking really good right now too. Yeah, so it's like I've they've got, been good for a little bit. Yeah, I think they took like a year like dip, but this year they're like really fucking. Good. Yeah, but who who expects in Miami for your hockey team to give sure. you more than your football team? No, no one. Yeah. No, I mean, how many people in Miami actually know that there's a fucking hockey team? Yeah, probably not many, you know. So I don't know. And it was, it's. I do love the Heat. Like that's number two for me. So we went to, um, we went to the uh, uh, for our holiday party for the company. We went to the Miami Heat and Toronto mm-hmm. Raptors game, and that was such a good time. Yeah, we got a like a box. It was fun. You know, food and drinking and the game was actually entertaining. And I, I have this thing that I feel like I'm just like always the bad luck, right? So every game we go to, I, we lose. That I go to, we lose. So okay. I, went, I went to a, a game with Pasolito Papi like two months ago. And we get we didn't just lose. We got fucking wrecked. And the Heat are good this year. Yeah. So I'm like, um, is it me? <laughs> Do I need, should I leave? The curse of the chug? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm at the game and I'm like, now we're just gonna lose, man. I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna have some drinks. I'm gonna eat some sushi, sushi by uh, from Val Chang over at uh, B side that's in the the arena. Yeah, and just have a good time. You know, I already know we're gonna lose, but we won, and I'm like, maybe it's not me. Yeah, that gives us a nice little segue mm-hmm. to the topic of the dinner that you just did. Oh yeah, Val that's Chang. right, that's right. We did do a dinner. So that was Beard Foundation involved. Tell tell so, tell us I, what that was. It's so incredibly surreal, right? <laughs> When I opened six years ago, I mean, like, I felt like I was a child, 29, and I was like, you know, one day it would be cool to do, like, a beer dinner here. That's cool. And then six years later, the president of the Beer Foundation's standing in my restaurant addressing, like, 100 people, and then I have to also address 100 people, and then Val refused to address 100 people because she's not a good talker. Did she refuse, like... We might cut this out. Did she refuse in the moment or like in the planning stage? No, in the planning, she was like, "I'm not going to talk." Okay, to you. okay. And I'm like, "What do you mean? Why not?" So every time I try to hand, hand her the mic, she's like, "No, no, no I'm good." What the fuck. So I'll just explain all the food then. That's totally fine. But what I find incredible in this total sub sub story, Val is great at touching tables, right? She's great at talking to people she doesn't know. Yeah. She asks all the questions. She's like, "I'd love to know your feedback." I'm like I never asked that. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's because it's nerve wracking. I'm naked. Yeah. Right. It's like, so what do you think? Did it suck? Like, <laughs> it's crazy though. You you put um and and I I get it. You know, uh, all the time that I've spent putting microphones in front of people and cameras mm-hmm. in front of people, it's wild. Like some people who are super comfortable, and I yeah. saw it all the time with uh, when I was traveling around interviewing cigar store owners, and you'd be having a conversation with them one-on-one, right, for an hour or two about their business, about what their store is. And then as soon as a camera turned on, there's still nobody else in the room. It's just there's a camera and a microphone. Like, I've seen people actually start stuttering. Yeah, it's Like, uncontrollable stutter, stammer. And so what you're saying about Val, like, it's not alien to me. Like, yeah, that somebody would be super good you know, better than you yeah. with that one-on-one table thing. And then when there's a microphone involved, like the table's turn. Yeah. I mean, she's an incredibly good 
speaker. Yeah. You know? So I was like, you should just grab this microphone and just talk. Who yeah. cares? She's and she's actually, she wants to do a, a blind tasting video. Oh, she does? About yeah. what? I don't know. She oh, just, that, And that's the thing. She just wants to do it. And I said, okay, about what? And then, oh, she's, she's funny, man. So that's, that's going to be pretty good. Stuff. Yeah, I would she's love funny. to do that. I've never, I've actually never met her. Ah, oh, she's great. I love her like a little sister. She's awesome. And her food is delicious. And she's incredibly yeah. intelligent. I, I thought it was, you know, it was an incredibly well-executed service. Mm. Um, I felt like the food was really delicious. It was interesting for us because we've never just done a three-course tasting. This one, was, I guess it was tech, technically five with a muse and um, dessert. But it was like, it was almost like easy for us. You know, because we've done tastings at that little ass kitchen that are 14 courses, not quite for 100 people, but for, you know, 75 people or whatever it is. And it's like, we'll no. pump out, um, I don't know what that comes out to, 700, 800 dishes in one service. And this was like just three. And it's like, all right. So so what was the dinner? Like, what, not so just, they're not doing this thing. On the menu, but like, I, what was the I thing? believe it's called uh, Taste of America with the James Beard Foundation, I believe. Um yeah. And basically, they're going to different cities, and then they highlight uh, two chefs. And, um, you know, they bring in a bunch of, like, local sponsors. And, you know, I think it's just really to continue to bring highlight to what the Beard Foundation does. And, yeah. Um, I, all in all, I, I, I was surprised with kind of, like, the feedback I got from the dinner. Not that I thought it was going to be bad, but it's like, you know, a lot of people showed up. A lot of people had a great time. Because um, this is the first time we've done an event that we didn't do, like, the bookings, right? So we didn't yeah. really control anything till the day of. Um, but, yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't know. I was happy because everyone had a great time. Yeah. it's really all that mattered. Good stuff. So what was the the feedback that you got from any of the did, did any of the beard people have something to say like how did you feel about yeah, that so side of it christopher moon which is the president of the beard foundation was um very complimentary to how the event was handled which i that makes me feel great because you know as an operator like operations are huge yeah. and i can always see how like events like that can go south and he was uh he was like i think this should be like a model of how all the dinners should go and i was like that's great oh that's yeah I and mean, you couldn't ask for i i think the this is the, also the first time that we've done a tasting with uh a guest chef like val that you know she was here all day with us and it's not like that she had a course and we had a course like we collaborated on all the food so you know we took step one two and three and then you know when Val was here that day, we did four and five. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know, we just kind of polished it off, and then, you know, we made some changes, some last-minute adjustments, and I think it was cool for the team, you know, to work, to be able to work around and with someone like Val, uh, learn new things that's really not within our wheelhouse. You know, we do very old-school, like, Frenchish Cuban food, um, you know, and Val's food is very different. So I thought that that was a lot of fun, and I, I, I enjoyed watching my team interact and learn from someone else yeah. that I also I, I love and I have a lot of respect for. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it was when the dinner was done, I was kind of like, man, this is, it was very surreal. Just like the whole thing. I was like, man, I can't believe we just did this. And then now, basically, we shift gears to our next event is February 24th when we invite Bresca uh, to cook here with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're ve- very excited for that. Obviously, you know, I just did the dinner in D.C. with Ryan, and then Ryan and his team are going to come down here. And it's basically like I did our duck press up there, and then they're doing their duck press down here. So we'll have three courses. They'll have two. Um, the dinner is February 24th. Uh, we only have 50 tickets available, and it's 2:45 a person. Okay. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, I believe... Through Tati, we've been in touch, and he's, he's yeah, he's going to do a podcast. Do a podcast on the twenty third. Can you believe we have four of these fucking microphones? No, oh we have man, four microphones. We have four microphones. This is we crazy. can have four people on these microphones with me on another microphone. Wow, so, so five, four. Well, we have four of these, but I can have a different. You have the ball I, tickler. I, back. I can have the ball tickler back. Nice. Yeah. That's really the key. Yeah, 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 that's really the key. I, I'm excited uh, to have Ryan on the podcast, Ryan. 
is very smart and i mean the way he thinks about food we we see eye to eye a lot and i think it was great to spend a few days with him and his team in dc like they're doing some really great stuff Mm -hmm. you know everything from jaunt to bresca and the future projects that he has kind of like in the wheelhouse or it's cool shit man so and i think his food is fucking delicious all the way around there's no other way to put it it's like incredibly well executed it's well thought out and it's delicious so i don't know whether in talking about the dinner you did in dc this came up Uh but here's another man i'm such a pro at this segue into the topic we said we would talk about wow what's the playlist like at bresca interesting that's an interesting question because when i went to go eat there three years ago the playlist was different than what it is today Mm. um i think he adjusted a good amount of his playlist so no. he, he manages the playlist. Is this a conversation that happened? I think we've talked about this, but yeah. music is key. I, I believe yeah. that he, he does curate a lot of uh, his own music. I You know, and I had this conversation with Giorgio, also Giorgio Rapicavoli of Luca. Right. And soon to be Eating House Part Du. And also Giorgio's Emporium of Stacked Patelitos. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, he curates the music for Luca, and I loved it. It was good. Um and one day I had like a two, like a couple too many Negronis there, and I was talking to him about it. I was like, "Yeah, this is like the second best playlist next to mine." <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, everyone looks at it differently. I've had this conversation with Schwartz too, and he's like, "You know, you just you just can't do that." And I'm like, "I don't know. I think you can. It's watch all part. Me. It's all part of yeah. Watch me, watch me run myself ragged. Like the, at Chugs, we just added a new playlist for post eight o'clock at night." Um, cause you know, it's like, there's also a bar and there's supposed mm-hmm. to be a vibe and, uh, it's no longer just kind of like a swanky sixties diner. It's like, you know, a bar and it's, it's more like, um, I'd say like eighties music. Okay. Post eight o'clock. Post eight o'clock eighties music. Yeah. Let me, you want me to find some, uh, some examples of what's on this playlist? Yeah, I can for sure. Cause obviously I have it on my phone. Um, but we pay for it. It's super legal. Naturally. Um, naturally. Yeah. I mean, what's your thought about the music in, in restaurants in general? Um, whew. Just the first four, they knock. Okay. Rick James, Parliament, okay. Ohio Players, The Jacksons, Tina Marie, Stevie Wonder, and Prince. Yeah. So this is, there's definitely a, a theme here. Yeah, of course. There's yeah. always got to be a theme. Well, but, but I guess like a genre theme. Yeah. Yeah. Because it doesn't always have to. It could go. So here's, I, I forget who the guest was, but I was just listening to um, an episode of David Chang's podcast and whoever they had on is like a musician or producer or whatever. And um, But they were talking about that, about playlists for dinner parties. Sure. And then, of course, they end up relating it to, uh, to restaurant dining rooms. Mm. And the thing this guy said, which I think depending on what you're going for, can make a lot of sense like it's not what you're doing there was um that you want the music to be good but not familiar oh yeah so that it doesn't pull like you want people to know they like it but not know it and then start thinking about other shit than what's happening at the table right well i also something i enjoy doing is if like there's like a pretty well-known late 90s early 2000s or just 90s in general like hip-hop song i'll find the sample mm, yeah and then i'll put the sample on the playlist because like you still oh you i like you know i know this but i was like oh but i don't know this like what is this and then that's when you see like people like with the, the shazam and their phone uh-huh. they're just trying they're trying not to and they're like got their hand up you know it's like, should i do it i don't give a fuck i'll get on the fucking chair like what is this song i don't know um but yeah that happens a lot and i i love that because you could just find sample playlist that'll play like the song that's well known and then the sample yeah and that you learn i love learning about music in general and where it like actually came from and that's how you do it so you don't you don't host a lot of parties or dinners at your home no and i know that you've talked about this as like you know i want people to feel like they're in my home but how similar would the playlist be if if there were in an alternate universe a michael beltran who has a large dining table in his house You uh, see my dining table. I know that's what I'm saying. That's what the, <laughs> you're not hosting any dinner parties at your house. Uh, what does the playlist sound more like Ariette, more like Chugs? Uh, it like, definitely sounds more like Ariette. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, when I play music at home, it's usually records. Mm-hmm. 
So, I mean, it also depends on the mood, right? Like, you go through um, a bunch of, like, Otis Span and Muddy Waters and mm-hmm. that kind of vibe. And then you could change to Tribe Called Quest and mm-hmm. Ludacris. And, I mean. But I'm saying for eating specifically. Oh, I mean, I don't really know if our music goes well with eating. Uh, I think our music just goes well with the room. Okay. You know? When I don't really know if that, to me, is a thing. Like, I... Uh, when I eat, I don't necessarily want music I can eat to. I just want music that I can feel good to. I don't know if they really coincide as the same. I'm sure people d- disagree, but... Okay. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that these guys were talking about was... Well, there, there's that, right, of it not being familiar. Because mm-hmm. if you're in a room or eating by yourself, for instance, mm-hmm. then I think it probably matters less whether it's familiar because it's not sucking you out. It's not pulling you out of conversation because you sure. have a memory about the song or you know the words and you start singing them in your head and you yeah. stop paying attention to what's going on. Whereas, you know, if you're by yourself, maybe having a drink and smoking a cigar at home, mm-hmm. maybe you do want that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've also smoked a cigar, a cigar in my house. Yeah. And like, but there's music that I specifically like to listen to when I smoke a cigar. Did you, did you play whatever music was playing? Because that was your... Uh, cigar and a drink music, or because that was your uh, coat rack construction music. <laughs> coat rack construction. Yeah, I also had a couple drinks that day, and I yeah. wanted to build this coat rack that just came in the yeah, mail. Yeah, yeah. I needed a coat rack. Who doesn't want a coat rack for your pants? <laughs> it's funny. I've never put a pair of pants on there. No, you told yeah. you told me that there would be pants on there. There's actually coats on there, and all this time I've imagined there just being a coat rack of pants <laughs> at Michael Beltran's <laughs> house. <laughs> Oh, man. God. And it made a lot of sense when you explained it to me, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, sometimes you take off your pants, but you're going to put them on pretty soon. So, I mean, I got a whole extra extra room, and they just end up everywhere. Yeah, yeah. that's what happens. All right. Now that we know entirely too much about my life. uh, (laughs) All the most intimate coat rack details. (laughs) I don't want it. Let's let's shift gears. Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know. Where do you want to shift gears to? Um, Let's talk talk about this. So, um. We are in January, right? January, what, 23rd? Yes. Right. So I believe that the Michelin Guide is going to come out in Miami January, March, maybe March or April. Okay. And I just got word like that uh, two more big, big names are going to be opening up more central Miami, people that have Michelin stars elsewhere. Mm-hmm. What... Are, when you hear that, what do you what do you think about that? When I hear what specifically? Yeah, like that. There's more like now that there's more people, big names from somewhere else coming here now. Um, do you think it's just uh, you think it has to do with the guide, or do you think it has to do with the fact that you know? Uh, I think it's a lot of things. Florida is just uh, all over the place. I think it's a lot of things. I think um, depending on who they are, the guide could be an influence sure right I, I think there are some people who are you know who are in uh, not some i think most people in the business know that they are not in the conversation for michelin stars sure so i, I want to know more about who these people were but i think it's even absent the the guide publishing i think that you'd have a lot of that happening just because of the last few years and what it's done for how much money is down here yeah and i think there are a lot of people chasing that money which makes perfect sense um, and and in general, whether you're talking about Michelin stars or money or whatever it might be, I think that's just the natural course of things, right? When new opportunities show up in a given market, people, some percentage of people is going to come into that market. Sure. You know, uh, in the same way that some changes might lead people to leave a market. Like, I'm sure there are a lot of people, whether they're ending up in Miami or elsewhere, who, if they haven't already, are still contemplating fleeing New York and California. Yeah. You know. I think we're going to take a uh, check the chicken break. A check the chicken break. Yeah. There we go. Well, the see is getting a little free ad space from us. This is us uh, giving back to Cuba. They're uh, getting all the love they deserve. That's right. So they gave us some talking points here. I'm going to read them. But yeah. we're going to do a little bit of riffing. All right, yeah, cool. You read them, though. Did you know, Michael, that the last free and fair elections in Cuba were held more than 70 years ago? That's one of the least shocking statements I've ever heard. Too many years. Yeah. 
Cuba wants to change. Cubans deserve to be free citizens with equal opportunities for all. Cuba Decide is a citizen initiative that is working toward a prosperous and happy Cuba where all citizens are equal under the law and have equal access to opportunities for improvement, a democracy in which our right to choose and be chosen is respected. Mike, you, we had Rosa Maria Payá, uh, founder of Cuba Decide, on the podcast. Um, you know, and, and it, it's a topic, obviously, that... Uh, is is important to the two of us and you had a lot to say about um how the being denied those rights all this time plays into your mission uh, sure. with Ariette and Chugs. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean I think the the fact that we haven't as I think a community, as a culture, as being Cubans and Cuban Americans, the fact that we haven't had an opportunity to grow haven't had the opportunity to progress and to be really who we are has really shaped a lot of what I decided to like my personal mission to be and meeting people like Rosa Maria and like several others like her in this process have nothing but uh, solidified that that goal for me and to know that I think one thing I think it, it also happens a lot in our like in our age group um, feeling like you're alone in that process, feeling like that you, you're the only one that kind of feels, uh, I guess, a sense of being lost um, because you don't really know where you came from, why you're here, all those things. But in reality, there's other people living the same kind of life and not only living that life, fighting to change right. what history has um, just kind of made it to be so, right? Because right. it's like 70 plus years without free election after a while, people just forget that there was ever a free election and that things should be a certain way. And there's other people fighting that fight to make sure that this doesn't stay that way. Right. So like you said, there are people who are fighting to make sure that it doesn't stay that way. And that's one of the kind of, uh, it's not a paradox, but one of the contradictions, right, that we've been shaped by this reality that none of us want to see continue. Right. Uh, so that is a wide initiative that includes Cubans on the island and around the world, along with international friends who together work tirelessly to achieve a peaceful change. They fight for a democratic Cuba and are closer than ever to achieving that goal. So what's the strategy? It's the peaceful mobilization of Cubans and the international community, putting pressure so that the people can live in a democratic system and be free. You can follow Cuba Decide. That's Cuba Decide. It means Cuba Decides in, in Spanish. Cuba Decide in all social media platforms at Cuba Decide. That's Cuba, D-E-C-I-D-E, Cuba Decide, Cuba Decide. To learn more or join Cuba Decide and donate at cubadecide.org slash donations. The funds raised go to train promoters, recharge cell phones, meaning uh, to keep cell phones active and connected to the Internet, uh, produce promotional materials on the island, generate international support, and much more. So go to cubadecide.org slash donations. If you put Pangong Podcast in the memo field in the, dona in the donations, that will signal to them that that money should go to keeping phones in Cuba connected to uh, the Internet. Brought to you by Pig Inc. Apparel. Pig Inc. Apparel was started in 2012. 2012. Okay. It's, it's a, that's an actual statement. It was started okay. in 2012. Um, I was sitting at a bar having a drink, and then I drew this like logo very poorly on a napkin, and I drew a name on a napkin. And the entire purpose of uh, starting this apparel line uh, was because when my family came here from Cuba, the uh, what sustained them financially was making clothes. Okay. So my grandmother, she's a G and like a super hustler, and she got on consignment like a thousand yards of jean, and she bought, she made a deal with a friend, uh, her and my grand, grandfather made a deal with a friend to like pay off the sewing machine, and then they put it in their house. And my uh, aunt, uncle, and mother with my grandparents started sewing jeans. And then they started selling said jeans. And then from that company, um, my grandmother started a company with my father called H&D Fashions. And we did textiles forever. Um, 25 plus years until sadly the company closed. We had um, two factories in the Dominican Republic and one here in Miami. And that's really what sustained my like childhood. I grew up in um, in clothing factories my entire life. 
you know, like it's a very interesting place to be in. It's like these weird, like gigantic shelves of just huge rolls of fabric. And then these gigantic, uh, tables of, uh, ladies cutting shirts and then going from one place to the next and then going all the way down this like conveyor belt to like the ones that would sew it and then they would sew it and then they would print it and they would do the whole thing. And it's just like what I grew up with. So it was a small thing that in 2012, uh, which I had no business doing because I had like zero money to actually make it like an actual thing. Um, I was like, you know, I just want to come up with some like cool designs that are lifestyle, food oriented, chef oriented that aren't so chachi. And um, you see a lot of the chachi food stuff like uh, your radishes are wild. Like we we don't do stuff like that. So, you know, we're making like a hard comeback. Our um, um, my partners and I have decided to reinvigorate the brand and bring it back. Our logo lives on within our hospitality company and uh, obviously through the merchandise line. And we just dropped our website within the last three weeks and we have some great designs that some local guys helped me do. Um, they're all, I think super dope. And, you know, it ranges everything from like work shirts. Um, when I say work shirts, it's actually the shirts that my staff wears to work to, you know, cooler designs and nicer fabrics and nicer shirts that you can wear out and kind of like hang out in for the Mm -hmm. day. But you know, Pig Ink has always been like a passion project for me. Um, it's always been something that's never been for money or whatever. It's more of just like the story, and I think it's cool, and I think it's fun. And um, there's a way to help people within the process, too. And I think that, you know, what we're doing with Cuba and what we've done with other people in the past and probably what we'll continue to do in the future with donating to charities and um, – Overall, I, I think it's I think it's a cool thing. Good shit. So whenpigsflymia.com, that's where you get all of that stuff. Do you have like a personal favorite item? If you could only have one. I honestly... Yeah, you only have one for yourself. I, I mean, I think it's because I'm super biased because I love the original Ariette shirt. So the new shirt that we're dropping for, um, you know, Cuba de Sida is probably my favorite one that I wear the most. Um. So I think that that's super dope. Um, the Reservoir Pigs one is, like, very cool, too. I'm a big fan of the hats, like the beanie I'm wearing right now. Um, you know, I like very simple, like, yeah. designs. So I don't, like, there's, it's never going to be a lot of lot of things happening. It's usually pretty simple. But, yeah, I would say those are my favorite things. The dad hats are my favorite. Like, the khaki, okay. the khaki dad hat is, khaki like, hat. is... Super dope. Yeah. Um, the jersey has been in a rap video. Yeah. I mean, the jersey is so very that. cool. The the area jersey, the Chugs varsity jacket is also very dope. Um, there's really not many of those, but uh, they will be going to reprint soon. So, you know, I mean, it's really like, I feel terrible saying this, but it's like pretty much everything I wear every day. So I like them all. Right. Yeah. All right. WhenPigsFlyMIA.com. That's it. Go buy some shit. Go give Mike all your money. Yeah, all of it. Very good. Yep. And we're back from our Check the Chicken break here on Punk Home Podcast. What were we talking about before we talked? We... Chicken came out good. Yep. Chicken came out good. Chicken is resting right now. Chicken's hot. Taking a break. Chicken's got uh, some good color on it. Uh, I think um, I think the barrel did quite a good job. Congratulations, Barrel people! Nice work, nice work, nice work. And I will say, I, I've I've cooked on it a bunch at home, mm. and it's uh, to me what I have enjoyed the most about it is just how much can actually fit in there. Which we didn't push it to its limits now because who the fuck is here to eat it? Right. But uh, but I've done like three racks of ribs and a chicken and veg and a whole bunch of things. All at once, uh, with varying results that really were more a problem because of my alcohol consumption. Yeah, right. That's true. Monitoring that about an hour into, or th- in some cases, two or three hours into uh, into drinking is uh, a hazard. But not the barrel's fault. More my fault. It is a human error. Mm. So, what were we talking about before? Uh, 
That is a good question. What were we talking about? Before? I'm not totally sure. I'm not, I, I don't know. Oh, you, you had asked me about people coming here uh, yeah. and did it have to do with the beer. So wh- why? What's your thought there? I don't know. My my only thing, like I don't really care. People come here all the time and people open up things and then they close things and then they open up things. It doesn't matter. I think it's, are people going to come here and actually put their best foot forward? Uh, I think only time will tell. Are they going to do a cookie cutter concept from somewhere else? Um. I guess time will tell, you know, um, I would love for people to come here and add some kind of like more value to the community here. Mm-hmm. But again, I'm not totally sure. We'll see. And I think even if they come here and they do just like outposts of, of other things, yeah, there's, you know, that could just be the way that you get your foot in the door. And then if, if you're here for long enough with that, maybe it ends up putting, you could walk under, right yeah, through yeah. ma'am. No. You don't want okay. Never mind. That's fine. All right, we'll just walk around. Um, yeah, I mean, you don't know what those people who are doing something uh, call it cookie cutter now are going to be doing five years from now. Yeah, right. So true. maybe they come. So they come with something cookie cutter, whether it's their intent or not. They familiarize themselves, and then they have the idea for that n- other concept, which, in the long term, probably to me sounds healthier for. For their businesses and for you know for food here, in the sense that you end up in the long term with people developing concepts that are informed by an actual familiarity, rather than somebody showing up here and you know if you've never lived here, if you've never been here, then how much can you really even be expected to do something new and different and and unique to this place? I guess that's true. Uh, but then, I mean, it, it might also not be that. Maybe they come with their cookie-cutter thing and they just keep doing that forever and ever and people flame out and other people don't, and, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, like you look at what Fabio Trebocci did at Fiola. I mean, he's doing good food there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what Thomas Keller did with the Surf Club. Surf Club is incredibly delicious. Um, it, are other people going to look at it the same way? I'm not totally sure. It also, like, it comes down to, like, how did they get here? And what I mean that is like, did a developer bring them? Is it like a partner that's for a thing? And all that shit matters. Because mm-hmm. all that shit, it that's going to dictate, I don't know if effort is the right word, but like what happens there? Because if they don't necessarily run the show, mm-hmm. you know, it's really a partner or a developer or a land, whatever, landlord, whatever it may be, calling the shots and whatever they do there is going to be very different. And a lot of that's going to happen too. You know, I think... Um, could be good amount of managing deals could be you know licensing deals could be a lot of that shit too mm-hmm. so we shall see we shall see i you know uh have you seen the that restaurant open sexy fish <laughs> no but this sounds great <laughs> yeah yeah sexy fish is here yeah it's here it's like it's i think it's from the uk or something and it's like so gaudy like they have huge huge um statues of like mermaids and then they have like all the cocktail waitresses are dressed like mermaids i think oh i love this yeah it's really really impressive it's um and then um and then some people are saying that like they have door people right because i guess it's like a lounge also um they're saying that they're racist and they're not letting certain people in it's just it seems like such a scene it's like it's crazy you said sexy fish and it made me think of bacon bitch <laughs> no not bacon bitch sexy fish yeah yeah um and i don't know i, I don't know if it's good or not I, I just i just know that the place looks like really gaudy it looks like a lot so, i mean how could you name a place sexy, sexy fish, fish and have it not be a lot and really gaudy right i think uh, are you looking up some i am i'm looking up sexy fish sexy fish i want to i want to know all about there sexy fish there it is sexy fish. fish asian oh it's i didn't even know it was asian is asian it? And and what? And late night bar? Welcome to Sexy Fish. Oh, oh man. Are we, are we going to read this? No, read it, read it, read it. It looks good. Having stunned critics. This is the copy from their, their website's homepage. What? No, I thought this is how you felt. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe somebody is hearing this and thinks it's like a you know review or some blog post or something. Oh, yeah, Having stunned critics and crowds alike in London's exclusive Mayfair district, we are delighted to debut our second sister restaurant in the heart of Brickle. With our high-end glamour, surrealist decor, and opulent culinary majesty. <laughs> opulent culinary majesty inspired by the oceans of Asia. 
Sexy Fish. <laughs> I can't I can't even say it. Please, come on, come on. Sexy Fish will offer an exclusive late night experience allowing guests to enjoy incredible entertainment mm-hmm. as well as food and drink options until the early hours. Our stunning interiors is designed mm-hmm. that's how they wrote it. Our stunning interiors is designed by the award winning Martin I'm sorry, Martin, if I'm saying this wrong, but Martin Brudniski Studio and also, uh, sorry, and will also house amazing original artwork by legendary British artist Damien Hurst. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Damien Hurst stuff. uh, He's he's a very sexy fish kind of artist. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's not cheap. Uh, As well as an installation. Well, uh, Damien Hurst, uh, if I'm not mistaken, did the gold uh, mammoth at the Oh, yeah, yeah. So they got to put that in there because the mammoth gets lots of love. Oh, yeah. As well as an installation from celebrated architect and designer Frank Gehry, also a big deal. That is actually a massive deal. Yeah, whose 26 beautiful fish lamps play and sway beautifully to theme. No, I can't that they have 26 beautiful fish lamps. That play and Frank sway. Frank Yeah, okay. Uh, our restaurant isn't open yet. <laughs> as we are working hard <laughs> no, to make okay. sure every well, as we are well, they were making sure to uh, working hard to make sure every single detail is perfect before we take any reservations. In the meantime, please follow us on social media or yeah. sign up to our mailing list. Right, blah 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 blah. So, and now, but you got to find pictures of the space though. That's really going to set it off for you, I think. Just so everyone knows, if you ever, if you want to talk to anyone on uh, Pancom Podcast, yeah. it's not me. Nick has not allowed me on any social media at all whatsoever. That's is, look at there. Look, look at that. this guy. There it is. That is one sexy wow. fish. Wow. That really makes me want to like go and have dinner. There it is. Oh, this oh, is. Look at this. Such a disaster. We are watching. Yeah. It looks like Cirque du Soleil. Man, there's a lot. Look at this. There's a lot happening here. Yeah, <laughs> this is intense. Look at that dining room. Look, no, no. Click the dining room. It's very pink, huh? Wouldn't Sexy Fish be a great name for a strip club? Sure. Yeah. Maybe their food's good. I thought you were like a regular at 11. Or like live. No, space. I'm not a regular at any of those places. Some People 11. will go, walk into brunch at Chugs and be like, yeah, I just left space. What? How old are you? Uh, what do you mean? How do you have energy for that? Like, what? I don't understand. It's like, yeah, you know, we got there at like one in the morning. We just, we just left. What? <laughs> you just left? <laughs> F- fuck. I thought I didn't sleep a lot, but like, what, what are you going to do now? It's like, oh, yeah, just going to keep it going. Just, what? Incorrect. Yeah, I'm going to go keep it going right the fuck to bed. Yeah. Jeez. That's not. But, you know, yeah. people are that they're on a different. They're just like in a different area. Yeah. And I guess we are. A different area. Right. That's, that's how I'm going to put it from now on. You're just yeah. in a different area. Yeah. I just uh, in your brain, in your life, you're in a different area, I guess. Yeah. Like how you, what you think about fun. Right. Fun is more like dive bar, shitty, shitty touch tones music. Right, right. I got to tell you, between me and Dave Arvello, we have really, really spent a lot of money on touch tones all over the city of Miami. Dave, probably tenfold of me. Well, like Nick Saya said, it's uh, you know one could argue that that's karma in the afterlife. Touchstone credits. Yeah, I don't even remember him saying that, but that's so true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a great point. I hope I get that. Yeah, when someone's like, "Oh, let me see your phone. Let me play one song," and it comes back and there's no credits, he's very upsetting. Right. Yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah. I mean, Dave will take over like the shittiest dive bar with the sketchiest people and play like nonstop two hours of Sade, Jodeci. Just like all the slow jams, oh, just, and it's like you know you got beat, like these really ratchet fifty plus year olds on the pool table looking around like what the fuck is this? Yeah. Just like, I don't know. Last night Dave and was, you see uh, Dave just like he's just like man I fucking love this song with big ass beard and glasses you know it's fucking <laughs> Dave was at my house last night and uh, we got back on the topic of uh, of turquoise jeep and um, you you're familiar with turquoise jeep no not. They're uh, sort of like a spoof, like a genre spoof group. I'm pretty sure based out of Atlanta, um, and they are responsible for such uh, incredible tracks as "I Fell in Love with You from Behind." The way that you model can do. Are you clapping for me? Because I'm clapping for you. I fell in love with you from behind. I don't need to see your face. I fell in love with you from behind. Oh, 
That sounds and, like a good uh, one. Yeah. Very, very solid. But, uh, but yeah, we were playing that yesterday, and, and Dave was fucking... <laughs> <laughs> That's so Evan. It was good. God, Jeff Evan, everyone. Clap it up. Yeah, there he is. What a legend. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, I mean, we've been at it, I don't know, 45 minutes. We can... I think, I, think we get, go- I think we can get into a wind down thing. Yeah, I think, you know, like 45 minutes of just listening to you and I try to maneuver ourselves through oh, a podcast is like plenty. Torture. It's plenty. I'm shocked if anyone's. Is anyone. No, I think you're still good. It might be a. Is anyone still here? Yeah, yeah. It could it, be a headphone. That was issue. me knocking to see yeah. if anyone was still listening. There you go. Yeah, yeah that was it. Um, oh, sorry. Because I've been hearing my audio come in and out. I thought you were testing, actually testing your microphone. Listen, I have it for two years. I didn't know what I sounded like. This right. is. Uh, it's the song a whole new world and, and like the fact that you're still trying to figure this shit out right now is it's telling yeah yeah I mean there's still plenty of opportunity for me to fuck this up there might not be an episode what I mean better for everyone <laughs> <laughs> I uh I um uh, because Nick always c- complains one of Nick's biggest complaints about me I think he's got plenty but one of them is that I don't like um I don't do the thing, like the podcast thing. Like I never give myself like any structure. I don't have like notes. I don't do any like pre-work, right? So I I watched this YouTube. It was tough for me to watch it. It was good though. Okay. Um, uh, this YouTube podcast, I think it was called The Criminalist, something like that. And he basically just reads stories of serial killers from like, the 1800s and shit, like crazy or like early 1900s, pretty wild. And um, yeah, I was like, yeah, maybe I could be like that guy. And I was like, no, man, I could never be like that guy. And that's why he's got like I don't know, 1.5 million followers. Yeah. And shit. Oh, you find, you know, everybody finds, uh, you find a niche. You never know. Maybe we'll, yeah, you, you know, I'm sure that built over time, or the right person hears it and then it spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. We'll see. Right, we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We're, what we're still waiting for the wildfire of prom podcast yeah, 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 to start. Yeah. Right? Well, now that we have all these microphones, maybe that's it. Yeah, that's what people have been waiting for. I we got microphones. We got a light. I can't wait to get people's resumes so they can take my job. No, this is for an unpaid internship. Unpaid internship. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Doing what? What does an unpaid intern from Pancom? Okay, look. Uh, <laughs> you know they get a they get a free meal at Chugs every week. We could throw you that like really want to pay him. You just don't want to end up in a Hollywood Reporter story. No, I don't really care. I just, I, I just don't understand the value like of an intern like, working with us. No, I think that okay. I mean, if we're, if we're having a serious conversation, oh, let's be serious. I want to be serious. Let's be serious. Okay, <laughs> come on. I want to know. I want to know. No, I mean, I, th- I think that there's, there's value. There's um, so pitch, pitch me the internship so I can, I want to, I want to do it. Okay, here we go. And now you are Michael Feltran, right? Marketing student, aged 19. Super excited. Listen, Michael Feltran. Yes, sir. Uh, I mm-hmm. own, produce, and publish okay. a podcast that makes next to no money. Cool. Wow. That's the dream. That's why we're not going to pay you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the pitch. However, okay. this podcast, shockingly, is actually listened to by people. That is fucking shocking. And... When I attempt to sell ads, when I find the time, I'm kind of batting a thousand here. That is pretty accurate. That's true. So the opportunity is there, mm-hmm. and we'd be working with a blank slate where you would be reporting to somebody with very little time to deal with you. That's true. So you're on your so own you'd have So you'd oh, have all kinds good. of opportunity to make your own path here. I mean, yeah. I also am not an advertising person, so if you're an advertising student or somebody with aspirations there, like there's opportunity to... like. Inside of a month, I think you could make a real impact. Wow! That you put on your resume, you move on, you you know tell us to fuck off. Right. When as soon as you find somebody who's got checks to write for you. Sure. I mean, I think that there's a. If I were the unpaid intern age, I would do it. In fairness, this is more or less an unpaid internship for me. Uh, I mean, for both of us. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you get you've gotten paid. It's just like everything I get paid ends up expensed on. You know, things. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got on the topic of, like, as if... We, I mean, listen, if somebody out there actually wants to put this on their resume and not get paid, I'm super down. I do not have the hang-ups against it. I mean, I think when you put it the way that you put it... Yeah, it's a good pitch. Not too bad. I'm also... Like, listen, I'm not an audio engineer. If somebody wanted to say, like... What is it that you do? Oh, 
I, I'm all these things in the sense that I do them. I just you don't just know say, how to do them. You just say, you keep on saying, it was like, since I don't do this and I don't do that. So, Nick, Nick, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, I do all these things. I should clarify. I'm not a good audio person. Right. I don't do any of these things particularly well. I mean, I can hear myself right now, so I guess audio is fine. Yeah, but only in one ear. That's true. <laughs> See, like, you could be the the, the kid who yeah. showed up for this internship and got us hearing ourselves and like got these headphones working right Yeah, now. that's a good point. You know? Yeah, I think you know. And I you could put on your resume like, "Listen, I I fixed these idiots, you know, fuck I think, up here." I think our audio's come a long way since uh, recording at JoJo T. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's quite quite a long way. Yeah. The five hour podcast we used to have. We used to have. We're getting we're getting up there now. No, it depends on the guest. Yeah, yeah. it's not totally true. So this is where we're going to do our wind down. We'll right. wind down as usual. We do uh, recommendations. Mm-hmm. So recommend anything that you saw, read, watched, ate. Did mm-hmm. go for it. No, you first. Oh, okay. Yeah, me first. Yeah, you first. I. It's possible that I've recommended him before, but there's a YouTube channel I follow. The guy's name is Doug Demuro. Oh, yeah. uh, he does car <laughs> reviews, but they're very often weird cars uh, or like ultra luxury cars. Like, but he's um, he's very good. I saw some stuff of his recently, especially of like electric cars. If you're interested in in that world uh i would check that out Mm. um and then also coleman hughes who is a columnist uh he's a writer he's a fellow i think at some think tank now Mm -hmm. um he has a podcast called conversations with coleman and he does a lot of like sort of like social political commentary stuff very often but not always about race um, I think he's uh, like African American father, Puerto Rican mother, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, in any case, it turns out I didn't know this. Like you see, the guy he did a, a congressional testimony, for example, where he's testifying to Congress um, about reparations, basically against reparations for slavery, and then the other person testifying is um, uh, Tanahasi Coates, and so. Coleman Hughes just put out a song called Blasphemy mm-hmm. that I was shocked was as good as it was. Like, he is, whatever you might think of his views, I was astounded that the, the rap was not super over-the-top shitty corny. Uh, I feel with my heart, but think with my head. Mix up the parts and we all end up dead. Race is a fake idea, put it to bed. Ain't no debate. I said what I said and my name is my name. Man, I got love for the world and my soul, man. I am black, I am white, I am all man. We all stuck in between like toe jam. I'm an American, I'm the American. I really don't give a fuck about the color of keratin or who you ferritin. I had a Greek as my therapist. I made this beat from a theremin. That ain't the shit I inherited from the culture that me and my parents live. And it's primarily about uh, uh, the reaction to his views and. Uh, where the country is on like the issue of race right now and yeah. all that stuff. So uh, I would recommend Blasphemy. It's on all the. I wasn't used to this being here. I almost just fucking flung this thing across the patio. It's gonna be perfect. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's, it's called Blasphemy. Uh, you can find it on all of the things, uh, including YouTube. If you're interested in the video, which is very well done. I don't know. I forget. I don't know the name of the person who put it together. I'm sure they're in the credits, but it's a really impressive video. Uh, and I think his like name on all the music stuff is all one word cold x man mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's cold man I don't know I don't know how you're supposed to say it but sure uh, but he's good that's my recommendation blasphemy by cold x man Coleman Hughes have I did I already recommend Peaky Blinders once we talked about it a lot with Nick yeah. I don't know if you recommended it but I mean I just finished uh, season 5 season 6 comes out in a few months and that show is awesome. But you, this was like second or third time watching it? Second time watching it. I think the first time I actually like digested everything that happened, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't just like fodder in the background. Show's really fucking good. What, so the first time you, you, you digest... Oh, you're saying the first time that you digested it, it was just kind of background. Yeah. Uh, and I think I, it was only like season one and two. And I think you really got to get through the first like two seasons to like appreciate the whole show. Okay. Um, I thought that that was great. I highly recommend that. It's all on Netflix, I think. Okay. So that's a plus. Um, 
I'm going to recommend White Rose Coffee. Um, okay. It's Javi Betancourt's coffee shop that just was reopened. Javi Betancourt is uh, the guy behind Ocho Placas, which is uh, one of Miami's best tattoo shops. Um, it's also attached to like a gallery. It's very cool space. Okay. So I recommend it for anyone local um, that uh, has the time to go get a cup of coffee. Good shit. And I think those are all of my recommendations. All right. I've got any shameless plugs? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, February 24th, uh, the dinner with Ariette and Bresca, I think is going to be a good time. I think we already have 15 tickets sold. We haven't even released um, any information on this yet, so it's cool. We yeah. just contacted uh, some of our regulars and see if they wanted to come. I think that that's great. Um, Chugs is introducing a new dinner menu soon in the coming weeks. Uh, I think that's going to be exciting. Lots of activations late night, uh, which is going to be fun. Um, so that's cool. Um, and then I think soon, 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 maybe the next podcast soon, I'll have some big breaking news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Watch big. out. Not really big. Maybe. Sure. Breaking news. Yeah. You can, you can, we no longer have to do that. Yeah. Now you can actually That's add right. sound effects yeah. into the actual I show. could add them before, but what, yeah, what I want to have is like I want to be ready with them. And, yeah, like just press you know. buttons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this exactly. is going to be. Poof. Yeah, we'll have like a theme for parting recommendations. Oh, man. In fact, you know what? Let me. So I, I do listen to a couple of podcasts that have done this successfully. Uh-huh. If you are listening to this podcast. Right. And actually one of our listeners did do this just without our soliciting it. Uh, for uh, all the things mm-hmm. Noah made that song. Sure. If you are listening to this podcast and you have any kind of musical talent, if you make us a theme mm-hmm. for recommendations, mm-hmm. we'll use it at least once. Wow. Maybe on a recurring basis. Wow. I, but we will use it at least one time. You're gonna all and don't forget to send your resume for the right. extremely unpaid, extremely intern, unpaid. The extremely, we might take your money. The extremely unpaid intern that uh, Nick would like. Yeah. Cool. So we can do a lightning round thing. I don't know what you want to do with that. I mean, I'm just talking to you. Yeah. Well. Yeah, you can. We. I can ask you lightning round. That's things. fine. All right, we'll I've, do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Okay, right. so if you're on this, uh, you know, uh, give lightning us your, round. Give us your dollar. Come give on. Give us your dollar. Just it's get in there. Patreon.com yep. slash DadeMag, D-A-D-E-M-A-G. Yep. You can find Pangong Podcast on all the things at Pangong Podcast, yes. P-A-N-C-O-N yep. Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and exclusive content on the other side of this for people who are paying on Patreon. Yeah.